The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. And what's on my heart this evening is the subject of prayer. Now, let me ask you a question real quick. Is, is prayer really important? <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> prayer is very important. You know, the effectual and fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James 5, 16. Availeth much. It doesn't say the prayer of a half-hearted man. It doesn't say a prayer of any man. It says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Do you remember... When the Lord was speaking and he was talking about the, uh, the Pharisee and the publican. The Pharisee was standing and he wanted to just say, you know, I pray thee, I thank thee, Lord, that I'm not like this publican over here. You know, he was, he, was, he was really talking himself up, all the things he's doing for the Lord. I get really tired of, t- of hearing people tell me what they've done for the Lord. But I can rejoice all day by somebody telling me what great things the Lord has done for them. Amen. Because who did Jesus say went down to their house justified? That publican who couldn't even lift his eyes up to heaven. Was smote upon his breath and said, forgive me, a sinner. Because that's one of, the, what's one of the aspects of prayer. When we go to pray, you know, I know some people have, you know, formulas that they have, to, they have to follow or rituals that they have to do. But you can pray anywhere. That's one of the greatest things about prayer. We have that direct line with God. I can speak to Him in prayer. I can commune with Him wherever I am. Aren't you thankful for prayer? And one of the things about prayer, I, I was going chasing the rabbit there for a second. One of the things about prayer is not so much the posture of the body, but the posture of the heart. Amen. How is my heart? If I'm saying, Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Lord, give me this. I don't think you're going to get much, are you? <laughs> or at least you shouldn't expect much. But if we can be like that publican who said, I am in need of a sinner. I mean, I am in need of a Savior because I am a sinner. And the posture of that heart is in the right place. So the effectual and fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if we have a need, or if we're going through a trial or a tribulation in life, or something, uh, some kind of uh, decision that we're having to make, what should we do first? First and foremost, we should pray about it. That should be number one. Sadly, it's not, is it? Sadly, it's not. Prayer should be number one. In uh, Philippians 4, verse 6, Paul's writing to Philippians 4, verse 6, says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Now, some people say, well, I thought God knows everything. Well, He does. But isn't he pleased when we show our dependence on him? 
That's the thing about prayer. Prayer is an exercise of dependence on the Lord. Now, one of the things that gets in the way of our prayer life starts with a P. Pride. I heard a good sermon the last time I was down in Antioch on this, and it was wonderful. Loved it. But pride gets in the way so often. Because in pride, we are exercising our independence from God, right? Don't worry, Lord, I got this. I'm good. That's probably one of the worst things you could say, isn't it? I've got this, Lord. No. I need to say, Lord, I don't have this at all. There's not a chance without you. So prayer is so important. Prayer is communication with our Lord. Aren't you thankful that we have that opportunity that I can just speak to Him wherever I am? It doesn't matter where I am. I know in, in this country it seems like they're trying to take prayer and, and the Bible and the Word of God out of everything. Well, guess what? You can't take prayer out of anything. You can't take prayer from me. That's a weapon I can use no matter where I am. That's communication I have with my Lord. There's nothing you can do to stop me to talking with the Lord. But it is communication. And one of the things, you know, uh, what's that old saying? Communication is key. Well, think about it as a husband and wife. If you quit communicating with your spouse, you start growing apart. If I quit talking with my wife, and I don't ever talk to her, I don't have that open communication with her, we'll start to drift apart. Well, if you ever feel like the Lord is far off, who moved? Me. I moved. I'm at fault. The Lord is unmovable. He's not going to move, but I can, and I do, because my prideful self gets in the way. You know, I, sometimes I'll have a decision in my life, and I'll think, well, you know, I don't, I don't need to, to bother the Lord with that. It, it, it's not that big of a deal, until it is a big of a deal. And then I'm sweating bullets praying the Lord to help me out of it. Pride can get us in so much trouble. Over in, uh, let's see, what is that? I think it's in Psalm. Yeah, Psalm 138, verse 6. That's it. Though the Lord be high, yet he hath respect unto the lowly. But the proud he knoweth afar off. The proud he knoweth far off. Doesn't say that he's going to cut you off completely. But he knows him far off. But what can we do to get back with him? What can we do to come back? We can go to him in prayer. We can open that dialogue back up. We can have that communication with him. We can see the errors of our way. And one of the best ways we can see the errors of our way is turn to his word. Do you remember Psalm 105, I mean, Psalm 119, 105? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, that lamp shines right down where you're at. It shows you where you are. 
reading his word, it can show us, it can illuminate the condition of my heart. It can show me where I'm at. And if I'm not where I need to be, I can still turn to his word. Because it is also that light under my path. But prayer is when we're talking with the Lord. Now, some people would say, well, I just, I, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> Sometimes I'm so burdened down, I just don't know how to, how to say it. I don't even know how to formulate it into words. It's okay. He can interpret the very groanings of my heart. I tell you, my little girl, when she was growing up, there was sometimes she'd be babbling something and I couldn't understand a word she was saying. Yeah, it's so cute, but I still couldn't understand it. That dear child of God, if his heart is burdened, if he needs to feel the need of his Savior, if he's calling upon the name of the Lord, but he doesn't know exactly what to say, God knows. He can see the very intent of the heart. And that spirit that helps and intercessions for us, he just helps it along. Interprets what are groanings of our very heart. So the effectual fervent prayer might even be a prayer that you can't even speak. Because it's so effectual, because it's so fervent. Lord, I don't know the words. I don't know which way to go. But because he can hear and understand. And not only that, not only just because he hears, he understands. And not only because he understands, but he already knows. And he knows what we need. I mean, you could come to me and, and tell me, Brother Kenneth, I have a problem, you know, and, and, just, and just lay it all out. And I'm, I might be scratching my head like I don't really know what to do. Not so with God. Not so with God. He's the one that made us. So obviously he knows exactly what we need. And not so, and you know, the, I just love the aspect to think about it. It's not that God knows exactly what we need, but he knows exactly what we need individually. So when I think about my problem is, is so little, it, it doesn't matter. It's nothing to him. No problem is too small. No problem is too big. Some people say, well, I don't want to bother him with this. It's not a bother at all. Can you think of, just real quick, think about this. You know, the, the, the stars in the heaven. There are some people that spend their entire life studying these stars, these constellations, and all the things that are floating around in the heavens, and they'll have degree after degree, and they spend their entire life in pursuit of looking at these stars. And what does the Bible tell us about the stars? He made the stars also. Nothing is too complex for God. Nothing is too hard for Him. Nothing is too small for him because he knows us individually and he can handle it individually i like i like that phrase he's a personal savior right can't get any more personal than that so because we know these truths why would we not want to spend some time talking with him every day 
If it's not your habit to pray often, start. I would recommend starting very early in the morning. I'll even go so far as to say start it before you reach for that first cup of coffee. You can try it at least. <laughs> Just like if you were going to be playing in a, in a concert. You don't tune the instrument after the concert is done. You want to make sure it's tuned before. Brother Isaac, you know that. You want to make sure it's tuned so it sounds good, right? Well, how are you supposed to tune your mind and heart every morning? By spending some time with the Lord. Amen. Reading His Word. Going to Him in prayer. Some people will try to say that the Word of God is, is too complicated. I don't understand it. Hey, guess what? There's still things in here that I don't understand. But that's why I have to pray to Him. Lord, show me the way. Show me. Open it up to me. We have some, uh, we have some promises. I think it's over in Luke. Luke 11. Yeah, Luke 11. And uh, verse 9 says, and I say unto you, Lord speaking, and I, I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. How much are we asking? How much are we actually asking? Are we going to Him and asking Him to open this Word up to us? Or are we spending enough time reading it that we actually have some questions to ask? I'm not trying to be harsh, you know. If anybody, I need to hear this myself. I'm bad about reading. That's one of the things growing up I didn't like to do. I need to be on my knees praying, Lord, help me to keep my nose in the book so I can know these truths that thou hast for me but if we get back to philippians philippians 4 verse 6 says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god so be careful for nothing is the lord saying you should just live your life carefree don't even worry if you're going to cross a busy intersection don't even look come on <laughs> Lord has given us discernment. He's given us reasoning skills. You know, we have this thing called a brain for a reason. If he wanted us to all be like robots, that's what he would have made us like that. Do you think it was a mistake the way God made us? If you think that, please come talk to me afterwards. We have a lot of discussions made. You know, in all seriousness, the Lord gave us his word to guide us. Aren't you thankful for His Word? Aren't you thankful that we have it here? Not only have it here, but printed in our language. It's so readily available. There has never been a time in history that the Word of God has been so readily available. But how much are we availing ourselves to it? How much are we spending our time communing with Him? And sometimes, in prayer, you know, you have the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man. Availeth much, right? Sometimes in prayer, you need to be silent. 
know, thanking, thanking the Lord for all the blessings, reading some of His Word, and just take some time to meditate upon it. Because if I'm running my mouth, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. You know, it's, hard, it's kind of hard to tell the kids that. You know, they try to tell them something, and then the mouth just keeps running. You know, it's just like, look, if you're talking, you're not listening. So oftentimes, I'll read some words, and I'll say a prayer, and phew, out for my day. I didn't take some time to sit and listen. Now, I've never heard the audible voice of God speaking to me. But He does speak to me through His Word. I don't need to get those impressions in the heart. And if you're not receiving those impressions of the heart, maybe it's time to get back closer with Him. Because we're back to communication with God. The closer we are to Him, the more we're going to feel. The better we're going to understand. You know, if you want to get to know somebody, you've got to talk to them, right? You've got to spend some time with them. You have to commune with them. Well, we have an opportunity to commune with God. You know, when uh, God came to Abraham, and he, said, and he was having God for supper that night. Well, I can spend some time with the Lord anywhere. I can commune with Him. I can go to Him in prayer anywhere. So we have the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So, all right, so prayer is important, right? We got that point, right? Prayer is important. So it's very important. So, and then we talked about what gets in the way of our prayer. Pride, right? Pride can have a, a lot to do with getting in the way of our prayer life. Well, somebody might just come and say, well, how do you pray? Well, you know, we, we turn to Luke 11, you know, and in the start of that chapter was the apostles coming to him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And I just want to turn to Matthew. I know it was in Luke, but I want to go to Matthew's account. Matthew, chapter 6. And a few aspects of this I want to get real quick. Matthew, chapter 6, and starting in verse 5. This should be very familiar to a lot of us. We notice this. This is the, uh, the model prayer, right? The model prayer. I know some people call it the Lord's Prayer, but I like the model prayer. So in verse 5, it says, Lord speaking to us, and he said in verse 5, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing on the synagogues and in the corners of streets, and they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. So right off the bat, what does he say? Don't do this. <laughs> Don't be like this. Don't be like the hypocrites. You know, the hypocrites, a lot of times they have a proud, proudful, uh, prideful attitude, right? A pharisaical attitude. When the Lord was here in his earthly ministry, who was he basically the harshest towards? Pharisees and Sadducees and all of them, right? There were the learned ones, the scribes, the one who had the education, the ones who were supposed to be interpreting this word and spreading it to the people correctly. It wasn't being done. The Lord said they were like whited sepulchers. Looked good on the outside, but on the inside of dead men's bones. 
So let's not be hypocritical in our prayer life. We don't need to be standing up and praying so, so people can see that I'm praying. You know, that's, that's the thing about prayer. If you want people to know that you're praying and that's your goal, for them to see you praying, Lord said you have your reward. You have your reward. But that's something on sound like the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Verse 6. But when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. Now, I don't believe that we need to just go. The only time we can pray is when we actually go and open the closet. If your closet's like mine, you'd have to throw out a ton of stuff before you can actually get into it. That's like the world, right? The world just kind of you know, fills up the closet, right? No, but we already said that you can pray wherever you are. The biggest thing is to shut the world out. Go into thy closet and shut the world out. Now, if you're new to this prayer thing and you don't know how to do it and you need to physically get into a closet so you can shut the door so you can ha- help you, by all means, whatever can help. It's like I said, it's the posture of the heart, right? That's where it's at. If my heart is not in the pro- right place, my prayer is not going to go anywhere. So he says, but when thou prayest, enter in thy closet and when thou hast shut the door. Shut the world out. Push the vain and perishable things of this life aside. He says, pray to thy Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. That's the thing. Our prayer life should be a private thing. Now, I'm not saying public prayer, like Brother Morgan, when he came up here and he prayed. That's, he's leading us in prayer. That's important. Just like we have a song leader leading the song service. We need someone to lead us in prayer. It's, it's one of those things that help us get our mind right. That's why it's so important to have these song services, right? How many times have you gone to a song service and, you know, it just didn't seem like there was much spirit? Well, if you ever had that, try getting up here and trying to preach to some people that don't have much spirit to sing. That's not the case. I, I appreciate the song service tonight. It was great. It was great. Felt the spirit of the Lord here. That's how it needs to be every time. We don the doors of God's house. And the best way we can help in the song service or the prayer or the preaching is come with the Lord, right? Amen. Bring Him with you. Amen. Spend some time communing with Him and bring Him wherever you go. But back to that prayer closet. Some people have talked about physically getting into a closet and they have a ritual, you know, or a, or a tradition. that They, they want to go into their prayer closet when they feel like they've gone astray or something like that. Like I said, if that's what you have to do, by all means, But the key factor is to shut the world out. We need to get the world out for a little while. That's why when we come to the service, let's shut the world out. There's too much of it as it is. You know, we only have a small fraction of the week to be in the house of the Lord. The world gets too much of us. Let's try to enjoy every bit of the Lord's blessings we can here. 
And we can be praying even now. You don't have to close your eyes to pray. I've prayed many a times driving down the road. If you've ever drove in Atlanta, you know what I'm talking about. But you can be praying wherever you are. You can enter into your prayer closet. Even if you're in a crowded area, you can shut the world out for a little while and spend some time with the Lord. Because the Father which seeth in secret, right? Well, He sees everything anyway. I'm not going to acquaint Him with anything. That's like if I'm praying and I'm confessing my sins to Him. Why would I confess my sins? I don't want Him to know that. <laughs> Too late. He already knows it anyway. I'm not acquainting Him with anything. But it does help my conscience. It relieves my burden. Because my Father seeth in secret. There's nothing hid from Him. But when I'm trying to do my best, if my heart is broken and I feel a need of His help and I need my Savior, I'm spending some time with Him. He'll reward me openly. Verse 7, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. We've already talked about the Lord can even interpret the very groanings of my heart. So I don't have to sit up here and chant anything or just, you know, try to be louder and louder so he can hear me. The Lord can hear me no matter where I am. He knows exactly where I am. And he can hear. He has perfect hearing. You know, sometimes somebody, I'll be in a crowded room and there'll be a lot of talking and somebody will be sitting right next to me and they'll say something. And I, I didn't quite catch that. I'm sorry, what that? Not so with God. Millions and millions of voices going up to him in prayer every single second, if you will. And he can hear every single one individually. Don't tell me how to explain that because I can't. I can't wrap my head around that. And I'm glad. Amen. If I could wrap my head around God, he wouldn't be much of a God. Because I'm not that bright of a person sometimes. But I'm thankful that he hears. I'm thankful that he hears. But remember, keep that in mind. Who does he hear? Here's the lowly, not the proud. Proudful. Prideful. Can't say that word right. Verse 7, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they, are, they shall be heard for their much speaking. Verse 8, be not there, ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask Him. Before I ask Him? Yes. He knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what I need. There's been times where I've been praying about a situation and, and the, the solution comes and wow, this is great. And come to find out that solution had been working long before I even knew I had a problem. The Lord knows what we need. Amen. He knows exactly what I stand in need of. And I tell you, some of the times that He's blessed, He's blessed us with exactly what we need. You know, some people say, well, just, just go ahead and bless me with a million dollars and I'll be okay. <laughs> you may feel for a little while, right? How long until you're starting to trust in those riches and start exercising your independence against God again, right? It's a slippery slope. 
That's why prayer is so important. Having that prayer, that heart that's broken. And Lord, I need you each and every day. Because I'm exercising that independence. I mean, excuse me, that dependence on God. And independence from the world. I need to push that away. Verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Listen to these words. Like I said, these should be very familiar, right? This is probably one of the most familiar verses out there, right? This is our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Can you see that? Can you feel the reverential fear that you need to have talking with him? I don't like the term, the man upstairs. You know, I know he's my heavenly father, but I need to have respect unto him. I need to have that I am a lowly sinner. Yes, he loves me. Yes, he's died for me. Yes, he treats me as a tender child at times. But also remember that he is hallowed be thy name. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So oftentimes I hear that quoted on earth. King James says in earth. We are earthen vessels, are we not? Thy will be done. That should be our prayer each and every day. Lord, help me do thy will, not my will. Thy will. How much time did the Lord spend in prayer when he was here in his earthly ministry? A lot. I dare say I hadn't even come close to enough time that I spent in prayer as he did. That should tell us something. That the Lord himself would spend time in prayer because he had perfect harmony with God, right? Spent, you know, he was, he was in heaven, perfect harmony with his Father, perfect communication. That's how we need to have that communication. We need to open that dialogue more, right? We need to open it up each and every day. Spend some time with the Lord. And he tells us in verse 9, we start off, Our Father which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, the daily bread. Obviously, he knows we need food, right? I mean, that's, he made us, right? All right, good. Well, we've got that. He's the one that made us. He knows exactly what we need. What should be our daily bread? His word. Reading His Word. Taking it in is our daily bread. I tell you, there's sometimes you could be reading a verse of Scripture and you can just sit there and chew on that for the rest of the day. Keep it with you. Spend some time with Him each and every day. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There's so much in this. 
But the reason we call it the model prayer is because that's a model for us to use. Start off giving reverence to Him, to God. Hallowed be Thy name. Letting it be known that Thy will be done, Father, not my own. Give us our daily bread. Give us what I need for today. Maybe I need something specific. The Lord would know that better than anyone. Give us what we need this day. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Boy, that's a subject of forgiveness. You said I had about two and a half hours, right? Okay. Forgiveness. So many people want to just skip over forgiveness. But if we remember that forgiveness part of our duty, right? How much has God forgiven you? How much has he forgiven me? We need to forgive our debtors. Forgive our debtors as we forgive, uh, forgive us our debtors. Debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. The Lord is not going to tempt us with evil, right? But that should be our prayer. Again, showing our dependence on Him. Thy will be done, not mine, Lord. Lead me not in temptation. Deliver me from evil, Lord. Show me the right way to go. You could also say, in that aspect of leading me not into temptation, there should be uh, decisions that we make each and every day, right? Some decisions, decisions are very crucial. Some are not so much, right? Like, you know, what's that, what shoes am I going to wear today? So, but some decisions are hard. It may be, you know, having a job opportunity here, or it may be having a, a life change uh, procedure that I need done. Those are decisions that need to be made with prayer. Lord, show me the right way. Help me to do what I need to do. Make the right decision. He says, deliver us from evil. If you don't think there's evil out there, get ready. It's always out there. It's always around. It's always present. But he says, deliver us from evil. You know, when I say, when I tell the Lord, I've got this. You know, it, it's almost like I wish the Lord would say, no, son, you don't. And still lead me in the right direction, right? <laughs> but oftentimes, okay. Now, I'm never too far out of his grasp. But sometimes, the worst thing we can do is try to show our independence from God. Because that's where I get in the trouble the most. Leave, deliver us from evil. Evil is all around. But the Lord can lead and guide us and show us the right way and just keep us from most of this stuff. He can keep us from all, right? But we live in a fallen world. Bad things happen to good people. But if that's our prayer... That's one of the things that we try to do. We try to, every time we go on a trip or something like that, we always try to start off with a word of prayer. Lord, just prepare our way. Go with us and help us along the way. Keep us free from harm. You know, that's one of the ways we need to be living our life. 
I need, come and think of it, I need to be saying that prayer every day I go to work. Because I need him every day. I saw something on, I guess, Facebook the other day. It was just like one of those memes or whatever it says. Do I really need Jesus to go to heaven? Uh, you need Jesus to go to Walmart. <laughs> we need to be showing our dependence on him each every day. Amen. And again, starting early. Early in the day, tune that instrument, tune our heart and our mind so it could be a help to us throughout the day. Because we need his guidance every aspect of our life. So we have that model prayer delivering us from evil. And it finish it up, it says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Again, giving reverence unto God. It's all his, right? It's all his. It's not about me. It's all about Him. Thine be the glory. And if I'm praying each and every day to Him, exercising my, my dependence on Him each and every day, don't you know He's going to help? Don't you know He'll be with you? That's one of the best things about when you feel that the Lord has delivered you from something or you feel that He's with you. It's a great feeling. But still, that pride gets in the way, right? And most of the time, it's when we're riding up on the mountaintops. When everything's going good, life's good, I'm good, and everything's great. That's why it says the pride goes before a fall, right? Or destruction, excuse me. It's going to happen. Tell the Lord, I've got this. Prayer life starts to decrease. Anyone in here can tell me their prayer life is 100%. They're better than they've ever been, and they couldn't improve on it one bit. I'm glad nobody raised their hand. That's just not how it is, is it? There's always room for improvement. I want to be more like Daniel. Remember Daniel? I'm sure that brother prayed more than three times a day, but he made it a habit to take some time, made it a priority. This is what I'm going to do every day. And I tell you, when you put that, when you make some priorities, shifts and change, and say, this is important to me, this is important to my life, I'm going to serve the Lord this way. Good things happen, right? Daniel went, ended up in a lion's den, right? <laughs> Still good things happened, right? The Lord was with him. Amen. That's the thing. The Lord was with him. Even in the depths of a den of lions, the Lord was with him. But that brethren was praying, right? He was praying. He was sowing his dependence on his God. And the Lord delivered him. Now, the Lord can deliver us from some, some terrible things in this life. And I know some people that have had to suffer a lot. But I tell you, some of those people that are having to suffer the most, all they want to do is tell you what great things the Lord has done for them. And you can tell that the Lord is with them. I tell you, if I had those burdens, I'd probably crush I'd be crushed.
because I need to strengthen my relationship with God. I need to be better in my prayer life. I need to have that fervent, uh, that effectual fervent prayer because I need to try to be that righteous man. But there's only way, one way to be righteous, right? <laughs> I can't do it my own. Again, it's all about Him, His righteousness. Real quick, in uh, Romans 8, came across the scripture the other day, and I've read it before, but you know how sometimes you're just reading something and it just really hits you. Romans 8 and 26. Helps if I'm actually in Romans. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray. Sometimes we just don't know what to pray for. Sometimes we just don't know which way to turn. It says, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That's one of the things about having prayer. The subject of prayer on my heart and mind this week and just reading. And, you know, you could just be reading a passage of Scripture and, you know, you know it's been there or you know about it. But it seems like the Lord just really puts something on your heart. And it just, just jumps out at you. So remember when we were talking earlier about it, I don't even have to formulate the words. The Spirit helpeth. So back over in Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, this model prayer. I hope that it's a help to us to understand that this is the model, right? This is how we need to be praying. Posture of the heart. If I'm high and lifted up, my prayers are not going to be heard as well, right? I mean, I'm still a child of God. But we need those prayers. We need to open up that dialogue. Spend some time with the Lord each and every day. And if you don't know how to do that, he's given us a model in his word. He's given us his word that we can read every day. We need to take it in. This is our daily bread. We need it each and every day. So we need to spend some time with him in prayer, spend some time reading his word, and spend some time listening. Listening. Meditating. But let's never forget that pride can rear its ugly head quickly. And it can happen to the best of us. Like we were talking about earlier, being up on the mountaintop. You know, everything's good. That's when it's going to happen the fastest. You know, when I'm down in the valley and I'm low down, obviously you feel like you need God. <laughs> you feel everything is wrong. You're searching for Him. Well, brethren, how much you feel that you need God when you're down in those valleys is the same as when you're on the mountaintops. It doesn't change. We need Him wherever we are in our life. So again, with prayer, and I'll close with this, with prayer, 
We need to be exercising our dependence on God and really strengthen our independence from this world. So let's go to our prayer closets. Let's close the door, shut the world out, and commune with Him regularly on a daily basis, early in the morning, right? Early. Start the day off right. And try to be more like Daniel. Put that purpose. I'm going to do right. I'm going to do this. You know, because if we try to do that on a, you know, if we try to get that habit going, it's a good habit to have, right? You got to keep it going. You got to keep it up. I need to work on it. I know I do. Same thing with reading the word. It's not going to do us any good if we're not taking it in on a daily basis. So let us pray and pray often. Thank you for your attention. May the Lord bless you. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.